Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 408. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Wait a second. Did you hear that? Sounds like amazing audio. It's got to be audiobooks.com. And guess what? You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Are you an entrepreneur looking for a corporate lawyer for your new startup? Walker Corporate Law is a boutique corporate law firm specializing in the representation of entrepreneurs and startups. Contact the founder here. Scott at walkercorporatelaw.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Ryan Daniel Moran. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to ignite, John. Yes. Ryan is a lifestyle entrepreneur, internet marketer, world traveler, author, speaker, and overall awesome dude. When he's not building online wealth or traveling the world, you'll find him in an improv class, jumping out of a plane, or planning his next trip to the Philippines. You can find him and his trainings on his blog at freedomfastlane.com. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Ryan. So take a minute, say hi to Fire Nation, then give us an, an overview of you personally and your business. Well, hey, Fire Nation. My name is Ryan <laughs> Daniel Moran. First of all, it's actually certified awesome person. I printed up something on my Mac here and, uh, and sent it over to my printer. <laughs> oh, and you printed it. So, it. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's the school of awesome people. And I have, so I have it. It's certified awesome people. John, thanks so much for having me. Yes. On. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, which basically means I believe that life was made to be lived to the full. I believe that our businesses should should serve us and should magnify our lives and our lifestyles and how much we give to the world rather than the opposite, rather than sucking us dry, which is what most people experience when they go into a nine to five job and what most entrepreneurs unfortunately feel when they start a business. I believe that our businesses are a tool for us to give more and to be able to create more and to help us be more fulfilled and light up other people. And so I inspire, educate, and empower people to live extraordinary lives and to do exactly that, light up the world. And to be awesome. Right. I mean, it's very (laughs) difficult to become certifiably awesome, but if you have a computer and one of these fancy printer things you may just be able to be certifiably awesome. I love it. And I also love in your intro, you have improv class, jumping out of a plane or planning his next trip to the Philippines. I've done none of the above, although I am taking my first trip to the Philippines in March to speak at Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank event, which I'm really excited about. I'll be there, John. You're going to be there? I will be. We're going to have a great time. We will have a great time. <laughs> we can jump out of a plane and take an improv class in the Philippines. Um, I'm going to check all of those blocks with Ryan <laughs> Daniel Moran. So, Ryan, this is really exciting. We're going to dive way more into your life, why you're so certifiably awesome. But before we do, we start every entrepreneur on fire off with a success quote or with a mantra or with just some gosh darn good advice. And I know you have the final of those three. So take it away. The best advice I ever received about my business was 
from the grandfather of a girl I was dating in college. And I was going through some restructuring in my business and he was very successful. And I remember we were on the beach one day and I turned to him and I said, Pop, what's the secret to life? And he looked at me and he kind of shrugged like, doesn't everybody know this? And he said, work hard and don't worry about the other guy. And that was the best business advice I ever received because for so long I had compared myself to what everybody else was doing. I had tried to model what all the most successful people were doing. And when he said that, I kind of had this moment where I realized the secret is not to look to other people. It's not to try to copy what other people have done. And it's certainly not to be jealous of people who at least say that they're more successful than I am. The secret to my success is to work really hard and to not worry about what other people say or think. And that has led me to where I am now. Wow, you are a lucky guy, Ryan, because when I was in high school, I asked my girlfriend's grandfather the same thing, and his advice was, get away from my granddaughter you're not good enough for. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that you lucked out on that scenario, but Ryan... Well, I'm just really excited because you've obviously had a great journey. I mean, it started at a very young age and it continues throughout today. You really know how to tackle life head on and really grasp awesomeness by the horns. So what I want you to do here, because Entrepreneur on Fire is all about the journey and you're a spotlighted guest today. So tell us a story, Ryan. We really want you to take us there. We want to be there with you when you failed, when you just fell flat in your face, or when you had a massive obstacle you had to overcome. What lessons did you learn from that? There have been two times in my career that I failed and failed really big. And the first time that I failed was more of a personal failure. I was young. I was 22 years old at the time and I had already been really successful in what a lot of people would call my career or what other people would call a success. And monetarily, I was doing just fine and everybody thought I lived a really, really cool life. I had achieved what everybody else thought was success and what I had tried to achieve and spent so long and hard trying to make happen. I was 22. It looked like I had the world uh, by the horns and I felt miserable. I mean, I just was not happy. I would, I had a heart, I would have a hard time sleeping because I would be worrying about money, even though there were hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. I would wake up with a pit in my stomach because I didn't want to do what was on my plate and I had no excitement. And as a result of that, I lost about 25 pounds, and if you saw me today, John, you'll see me in March. You'll see I don't have 25 pounds to lose. I looked like a walk. I looked like I was gaunt. I looked like a walking skeleton. Um, I was I was pale from what I think was malnourishment. I had one or two friends, and I was so miserable that my fiance at the time was finally like, "Look, you have got to get yourself together. I'm out of here," and I haven't seen her since. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I think we're broken up, John. I'm not sure. She's married now, which kind of made me mad, but no. So, hey, hey keep that hope out there. Come on. <laughs> so, this was four years ago of going through a time where I felt like I had lost everything, but everyone around me thought I was this great success. Now, if you're listening right now and you are on a quest for success, 
I want you to realize that most of the successful people that I know don't look at themselves in the way that we all tend to look at them. We all have our own insecurities. We all have things that make us unhappy. We have days where we don't want to get out of bed. We all have it. And yet there's this perception that once you reach a certain level, you will have arrived at happiness or success or fulfillment. Well, everyone else around me thought that I had hit that point, John, and I just didn't feel it. I felt like a total failure because I was comparing myself to other people because I wasn't doing things that made me happy. And that led me through a period of about a year of, I guess you'd call it self-discovery or finding myself. And I'm kind of rolling my eyes when I say that because it sounds silly to me. But I went through a period where I really asked the hard questions of, okay, what does this mean that I need to change so that I do feel happy, so that I do feel like I'm contributing to the world? And what I found and what I learned through that failure, John, was that the secrets, the the real secret to happiness, at least for me, was to focus on giving rather than what could I get. When I have been most unhappy, I have been totally focused on what can I get out of this business, out of this relationship, out of this interview? What can I, what's this person going to do for me? And when you're approaching something with, with that mentality, you're approaching it assuming that you don't have. If you're thinking about what can I get, you're focused on what you don't already have. When we switch that and we focus on what can we give, what can I give my customers? What's going to make the world around me better? What is going to make this person at the grocery store smile? The minute that I started focusing on that, your brain assumes that it has something to give. And when I started focusing on that and I became the type of person who naturally gave, man, all kinds of things just started falling into into place and started being attracted into my life. So my biggest failure was getting selfish once I peaked, if you will. Once I felt like, once the world said that I was successful, once the world said that I had enough, I got selfish and I completely self-destructed. And that was a really important lesson that I'm very thankful that I learned early in life. So, Ryan, I have no doubt that a lot of Fire Nation is resonating with everything that you're saying. But I'm sure there's a few listeners that are saying, poor Ryan and his piles of money. Woe is me. What would you say to that listener that's kind of really having a hard time connecting with someone like yourself who had success, who had a lot of financial stability? What would you say to that listener? Well, I said earlier that I had two major failures, and that was the first one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, that second listener will resonate more with my next failure, which was shortly after that, where I invested basically all of my retained earnings into a business venture, and it completely dried up. Ooh, let's hear this months. story. Let's hear this. Okay. So within six months, I lost my entire investment, which was about $120,000, and it just went away. And I wrote a, a blog on, on Freedom Fasting recently called How to Lose $100,000, which documented all the failures that I made <laughs> in, in that attempt. And basically, you know, I bet big and I lost it monetar- monetarily, but I learned a whole bunch of valuable lessons through that failure that have taken me to where I am now. The, the Cliff Notes version of that is I hired too fast. I spent more than what was coming in, kind of like the government. I, 
I didn't do things strategically. I bought traffic before I had my conversions in place. I made a bunch of rookie mistakes and I had my time of about a week to lounge around and feel bad about it. But after that, okay, that's done. What do we do with this now? I've had plenty of failures along the way. I I compare being an entrepreneur a lot to the stock market. You have slow growth and then big failures and then you're a little bit better than the last time you failed and then you grow a little bit faster and then you fail and you're a little bit better than the last time you failed. And failure has always been part of my success because I always learn the most when I fail. I always tend to attract the most abundance into my life shortly after a failure. Greg Reed wrote a book called Three Feet from Gold. He's a friend of mine and he documents that most of the major successful most, most of the major success cases that he documents come right after a major failure or right as they were in the midst of failure, just trudging by and almost about to give up. And I found that to be true for me that I, I'll fail and I'll feel bad about it. I think the difference that, that occurs between successful people and people who are struggling is how you respond to those setbacks. Do you use them as a chance to get better or do you blame things outside of yourself for the misery that you feel in this moment? I at least attempt to try and learn something from each failure because entrepreneurship is a process of testing and refining and figuring out what works. So take just about 60 seconds, Ryan, before we move on, because I know I'm curious and I know that some Fire Nation listeners must be curious as well. Take those 60 seconds and just kind of break down what that business idea specifically was and why you think it failed. Okay. That business idea was a digital publishing platform in which I partnered with experts and got their content and then wrote the marketing messages behind their their sales processes. And I still do some of that because of what spawned out of that attempt and what the reason for the failure was because I didn't, I did not get my conversions, my sales conversions in place before I went out and tried to get customers. I did it backwards, which is such a rookie mistake. And I'm embarrassed to admit this on a show as popular as entrepreneur on fire, (laughs) (laughs) but I went out and I tried to, I tried to get the market before I had my conversions in place, which is backwards. So I didn't go out and find out what my market wanted. I went out and created something that I was going to jam down people's throats. I'm saying it too harshly, but to make a point, jam it down people's throats. And that resulted in unhappy customers. It resulted in unhappy employees who were stressed and were getting negative feedback from customers. And it resulted in poor sales. If I did it again, I would go out and find out what my market wanted, and then I would get my conversions in tip-top shape, and then I'd worry about attracting the most people possible, and that's what I do now, and it is a complete 180 from struggling to just force a product that nobody wanted into the marketplace. Well, Ryan, I'm glad that you're sharing this with Fire Nation because they're connecting with you now so much more than they would if you were just this person at the top of the hill that was having all of this success with this massive chasm between yourself and the listener. But that's the beauty of this show. We close that chasm. We show that, hey, the Ryan Daniel Morans of the world have failed. They have struggled. And these are the lessons 
that they've learned from it. And one of the major takeaways I want Fire Nation to really have from this entire segment is that if you create something awesome in this day and age, you do not need much of a tipping point to really get noticed quickly. People are attracted to greatness or attracted to high quality. So if you listen to Ryan's advice and focus on that first and then worry about everything else afterwards, then good things will come. Yeah, I do believe that. I believe that to be the case, that cream always rises to the top. I also believe that failure is a bit of a rite of passage. So when I had my big failures, I learned to celebrate those because literally every very successful person that I know has failed big multiple times. Every single one of them. There's no story out there where someone is like, yeah, it was just always an easy process where I just kept growing and everything just kept getting better and better and better. And now even I have this printed plaque that says I'm a certified awesome person. I haven't found that to be the case. I found that every entrepreneur has failed big lots of times and they've gotten better after their failures. So when I had my you know, $120,000 hit in six months, that, that one hurt, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It hurt. Um, <laughs> and, and I kind of took it as a rite of passage. It was like, okay, great. I had my big failure now. Um, what are we going to do now? And that's when, that's when I really started growing. Ryan, I love what you're saying because it's okay to fail big and I fail big, you fail big. I have some big failures in my future. I have no doubt about that. But just <laughs> understanding and knowing that is going to make those failures a little little easier to deal with. They'll still be very painful on a lot of levels, but they're out there, Fire Nation. This is a minefield of failures that is that rite of passage that Ryan's talking about. And Ryan, let's use this to move into the next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum, because you've had your failures. You've shared them so openly, but you've also had these great aha moments when these light bulbs went off. So just take one of those that you know Fire Nation will resonate with when you had this wonderful idea that was authentically Ryan Daniel Moran. And share with us that story and the steps you took to turn it into success? Well, my big aha moment came right after the big six figure failure. Because as soon as I, I failed, I started doing, at first I was worried because I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to start doing things for money. Now I'm going to have to start doing things in order to get back on my feet. But what I found was that as I was going through that process of, okay, what am I going to do now? I started being really, as you put it, authentically Ryan Daniel Moran. And I started really being myself because now I wasn't coming from that place I talked about earlier of trying to get. I was more in a position of, okay, it's time for me to, to give so that I can get to back to the level that I'm used to. And I started just giving. Uh, I read this book called Give and Take, which you may be familiar with. Yes. Fantastic book where I started really just focusing on things like five-minute favors. If anybody needed my help or if a subscriber needed my help and it would take me less than five or 10 minutes, no problem. How, how can I do that? And I started contributing, focusing on contribution rather than, than trying to get. And I really started to feel more authentically Ryan Moran. And the more that I felt authentically Ryan Moran, I really started to do my best work. And my best work is my unique ability. And the more I focused on that, the more I attracted more people who were, who were into that, into that authentic person, into those unique abilities. And the more that I attracted those people, the more they brought with them. 
And I started to snowball these successes of feeling more like myself and attracting people who wanted the unique abilities that the unique part of me had to give. And that person introduced me to that person. And all of a sudden, things started to grow really, really scary fast again. (laughs) And things got really exciting. You know, it was a big mistake for me to ever focus on things that didn't light me up. And that's been part of my message now of if you do what lights you up, the rest kind of falls into place. Because I think we a lot of times look at entrepreneurship as this portal to then go do the things that light us up. Like I'm going to go make a million dollars so that I can take a long trip to Thailand or that I can, so that I can golf all day or whatever it is. Whereas really entrepreneurship is the opposite. It can be a portal for us to be lit up all the time. And as a result, touch a lot of people and bless a lot of people and give to a lot of people that resonate with who we really are. So Ryan, boil this down for Fire Nation into just one sentence, one actionable tip from this experience you've had with being authentic. Let your business support you in doing what you love and the rest of the details will fall into place. Love that, Ryan. That's something that Fire Nation can relate to. And you've given some great examples of how you've done that in the past and how other people could do that in the past. And really the minefield that waits for you if you try to go about it in the other way. So what I really want to do now, Ryan, because we've talked about your journey, we've talked about some challenges, some failures, some aha moments. Let's bring things to present time. Let's talk about Ryan Daniel Moran today because there's something that lights you up right now. That's why you're on this show. That's why you're currently successful. Share that with us. What is one thing that's just really exciting you right now? The thing that most excites me about what I'm doing in my time right now is being up in front of people. That sounds a little bit weird to some people, but I found that my unique ability is being up in front of an audience. When I was going through my unhappy time four years ago, I took inventory of kind of what I thought were my dream activities, and all of them had to do with having an audience. And so today in my business, I focus on my unique ability, which is being up in front of my audience. So I podcast now, I do events now, I speak from stage now, all things that I was kind of afraid to do a few years ago because I think I was looking for them to complete me because I wanted them so bad. And then in my free time, I do things like improv comedy or stand-up comedy at a local theater. And these are all things that make me feel lit up. They're all things that make me feel really excited about life. And when I do that, my employees and my customers tend to notice. And the more that I show up there, the more that my business tends to thrive as long as I'm focusing in that one activity. So the thing I'm most excited about in my businesses right now is that activity of my podcast, my blog, and serving my audience. I have other lifestyle businesses, as we call them, John, that are just passive cash flow. And they're all there to support my one activity which is for me to be up in front of people talking or making people laugh or lighting up other people. (laughs) Well, let's give a shout out to your podcast right now, which as of today was number one in the new and noteworthy section in marketing. Yeah, it was. Thanks for that. It's called Freedom Fastlane. Freedom Fastlane. All right, Ryan. And we're going to break in here to thank our sponsors. 
Legal services, yeah, they're absolutely necessary, but you don't have to go to one of those huge law firms for help. Walker Corporate Law is a boutique corporate law firm specializing in the representation of entrepreneurs and startups. They've not only created a new business model designed specifically for entrepreneurs and startups looking for an alternative to the big law firms, they've mastered it. At Walker Corporate Law, it's their mission to protect entrepreneurs like you and to help you succeed. That's why they're always available via email or cell phone, ready to respond when you need them. Where else will you find legal service that will do that for you? In addition, every lawyer at Walker Corporate Law has at least 10 to 25 years of experience. No junior lawyers getting on-the-job training. So if you're looking to skip the huge law firm but still ensure you're protected, contact the founder of Walker Corporate Law directly, scott at walkercorporatelaw.com. If you're like me, then you love hearing about deals with no strings attached because today there simply aren't too many deals like that around. Audiobooks.com has over 40,000 titles for you to choose from, including some of your business favorites like The 4-Hour Workweek and Crush It. Plus, you can sample as many titles as you'd like for free, no strings attached. Audiobooks.com also allows you to listen to your audiobooks instantly from anywhere. How? Just download the Audiobooks.com app from your Apple or Android device for offline listening anytime. Oh, I get it. Not a fan of listening to audio on your smartphone? No problem. You can stream using your PC or tablet instead. Looking for great membership benefits too? You'll not only get one audiobook every single month, you'll also enjoy 33% off each additional title that you listen to. Ready to get started? Sign up today and get your first book for free. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Well, listen, Ryan, this is a great segue to what my favorite part of the show is, the lightning rounds, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The thing that was holding me back from being an entrepreneur was the fear of looking bad was I felt like if I took a risk and I failed, other people were going to laugh at me or other people were going to think of me as a failure. And that was the biggest hindrance for me to actually get started doing something that I was passionate about. And I just have to break in here for a second because, wow, I'm resonating with so much of your journey and I want to share with you why specifically with this question. When I got out of the army, I spent four years as an active duty officer. I thought that I had to do what other people would think were awesome were proud of, that they looked up to, et cetera, et cetera. So I immediately went to law school and that was a huge mistake because that was not something that lit me up inside. And after one semester, fortunately, with a lot of internal struggle at 27 years old, I ripped myself away from that and escaped to India for four months to allow the dust settle from all that that happened from leaving law school after just one semester and kind of being that failure now. And and that's something I think that Fire Nation can really resonate with is everything that you're saying, Ryan, about you know just this fear of looking bad, this fear of failure, this fear of being looked at as somebody who's no longer successful in everything that they do. It's not worth it, guys. This is your one life. And if you're not doing something that lights you up inside, if you're doing actions on a daily basis because you think other people are going to be impressed, believe me, they're wrapped up in their own lives. They're not going to (laughs) care for very long that you did X, Y, and Z. You know, I have an almost exact story to yours. Let's hear it. 
except I went to school to be a pastor and I did that for one semester and decided that was not at all what I wanted to do. And I was doing it because that was kind of the expectation that other people had for me. Now, when I did that, I went to a very conservative Christian school and I also had the fear of losing the approval of this other guy named God who uh, <laughs> was big and he was really strong and he like created the world and everything. And that intimidated me. So in six days, no less. Yeah, really. He was a really successful entrepreneur and <laughs> I was management. afraid of losing his approval as well as all of my peers around me. And I, I just decided I, I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And I had a lot of guilt over that at first. And then one moment I had, I had this moment where it doesn't matter what your religious or your spiritual views are, the way that you contribute the most to the world or the way that you serve God the best or the way that you um, treat the world or leave your legacy or whatever it is, is by being who you're made to be. And I knew that that was an entrepreneur. I knew that I was made to be an entrepreneur and not on staff at a church somewhere. And if I believe that to be the case, then I was actually doing everyone around me a disservice if I kept on that path of going and working at a church somewhere for the rest of my life. And you know what I found? I thought I was going to lose the approval of my family and my friends and that really successful entrepreneur named God. And what I found instead was that everybody supported me all the more. They were like, you know what? I think that is more your line. I think that is more you. Yeah, I can see you doing that. And all of a sudden, when I was really fully me, everybody got behind that. Everybody wanted to support that. And Fire Nation, I had the exact same experience. Ryan, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about in the Philippines. <laughs> Sounds good. If you can, if you can uh, stop me from being distracted by all the beautiful beaches and all the beautiful women and all the, <laughs> all the, all the balloons. Are you going to eat a balloot? Absolutely. I have no idea what that is, but I'm down. Awesome. All right. Fire nation. It's been on record now that John and I will be eating partially fertilized duck eggs together <laughs> in the Philippines. You heard it here first with the interview with Ryan Daniel Moran. We'll even make a video of it and we'll post it. Boom. I'm, d- I'm in. 100% lock it down. Ryan Daniel Moran, John Lee Dumas eating partially digested eggs, was it? Fertilized? Pasteurized? Fertilized. Fertilized. Yeah, so so it's, a, it's a duck fetus, basically. I guess that's better than digested, yeah. So, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Totally. John, I don't know what the heck I would do if I didn't journal every morning. Wow. I mean, I don't know what I am a mess if I don't if I can feel it. If I don't journal for like three or four days in a row, I'll just I'll be like, man, something's off. Like I don't feel like I'm growing. I take time every day to focus on a few things. I focus on what I'm thankful for. I focus on where I'm growing. I focus on my goals and I focus on how I'm contributing to others. These are the things that I take time to actually measure and record because we all are busy. We all have a thousand thoughts going through our our head on a daily basis. And if we don't take time to say, I'm really growing in this area, chances are we're going to miss it. But guess what? 
we're all growing in some way. We're all heading in one direction. And if we're not careful to capture that and to direct it and focus it, then we're going to be blowing in the wind wherever life takes us because we feel distracted. So I take time every morning to write out three goals, three things I'm thankful for, and uh, three three ways that I'm growing and three ways I'm going to con- contribute to other people. There's a great tool. It's called Five Minute Journal. It was written by a friend of mine. Tim Ferriss recommends it. You can get it on Amazon for like six bucks. It's just uh, something you can pull out and write exactly that. It guides you through a few questions every morning. I use that. And I also just have a notebook that I take literally everywhere I go and I record interesting things that happen um, or ways that I'm growing or ideas that I have that I need to flesh out. If I don't get those out, I feel like I have a thousand people in my head yelling at each other and I don't have focused direction on where I want to head. So I do it every morning through the morning coffee or the morning smoothie and I, I take out those journals and I write in them and that just sets me on a path uh, for success. And at the end, when I, before I go to bed, I, I go through the day and I write down three awesome things that happened during that day because when we stop and we look back at our day, we can always find really cool opportunities or things that happened during the day that make us feel good about the day. I have one friend who tells a great story similar to this. He says he documents when he was going through a really hard time where he had lost his job. He was running out of money. The relationship had gone away. He was really struggling. And so he decided that he was just going to focus on one area of growth. And he decided he would get out of bed and do as many push-ups as he could. That's it. And he started off being able to do 20 push-ups. Then he could do 30. And at the end of four months, he was able to do 120 push-ups. And he said the reason that that brought him out of a hard time was not because he went from 20 push-ups to 120 push-ups, but because at the end of every at, at the end of every day, he would climb into bed and he'd scan through the day in his brain and he'd say, you know what, this stinks, this stinks, and I'm unhappy about this. And he'd beat himself up. But at the end, he'd go, but you know what? I did those push-ups. <laughs> I did that one thing I said I was going to do. And be like, you know what? I am growing. Things are getting better. And you start to attract more of that. So I take time to consciously sit down and write down the direction I'm heading in, and at the end of every day, focus on, okay, how did I accomplish that? And if I don't do that, John, I feel like I'm, I'm just falling away if I'm, not, uh, if I'm not doing that on a consistent basis. Powerful, Ryan. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I don't use Evernote or anything that fancy. I just use a tool called InkPad. And it's, it's just a little notepad on my phone where I, I write down both my ideas and the things I have to do in each category. The way that I stay productive is I take out InkPad and then I have a different file for each of my projects and I just write down my to-do list and my ideas in each of those projects and that gets it out of my brain. And then every week when I've scheduled time for a certain project, I pull out my pad, my InkPad on my phone I'm going to say, okay, great. These are the things that I decided I was going to do in order to push this project forward. And then I don't have to think about it. And that's how I stay productive on a regular basis. Well, Fire Nation, you know that you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've talked about today at eofire.com slash Ryan Daniel Moran. And Ryan, if you could just recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
I'd recommend Ready, Fire, Aim. It's a, a book about entrepreneurship, about starting a venture and how to start, get feedback, and then adjust the process. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stalled because they think that they have to have it all figured out before they get started. And really, the whole process of building a business is responding to your customers. But you never get that feedback until you put yourself out there a little bit or at least work with people that are your potential customers to find out what they want. So Ready, Fire, Aim is basically as step-by-step as you can get from going from no idea to having a thriving business and taking quick action steps and refining along the process and that's a, a a mindset that I've taken into my business is get ready, fire, and then aim, then adjust. <laughs> well, my master sergeant in the army would not approve of that statement, but I can say having read that book, I definitely put my stamp of approval on that book. And Ryan, Fire Nation does love audio, and they do know if they haven't already, they can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Ryan... I really want you to focus on this next question because it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, this is a loaded question. Loaded. (laughs) But what I would do is, first of all, I would go find the most successful person in my area uh, in this new world. We'll call it Narnia or awesome person. Yeah, awesome person. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd find the most successful person in awesome person. Yeah. And I would study exactly what they were doing. What habits does he have or she have or it have if it is a different gender that I've never heard of in this new world. It's and, identical to Earth. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. So I would be looking at their habits. What do they do on a regular basis? How do they interact with people? And I'd be looking at at those things rather than trying to figure out, okay, what tactic am I going to follow or what strategy or, or what exact business am I going to build that's going to lead me to the goal that I want? In this new world, I would really get focused on the habits that successful people have because I've found at least in this world, in this earth, that it's not so much the tactics or the strategies that you have, although they are great and they are helpful. It's the habits that you do on a consistent basis that define where you're going to be in six months, 12 months, 10 years. It's those habits that you do on a regular basis that shape who you become. It's not so much the strategy that you learn, it's the way that you implement. So rather than try to focus on exactly what I would do uh, with my laptop and my $500 to make enough to eat or survive in the new world, what are they doing on a daily basis that gets them the results that they want? Because I want to learn from those and implement into my own life. And I know if I do that, then I'll start to attract the things in my life that are going to bring me the results that I want. And then I would worry about the rest of the strategies and tactics that might get me to the point that I want. From being a successful entrepreneur and miserable to losing $120,000 to coming now to where you're back on top, really an inspiring journey. And what I just want you to do with Fire Nation is share with us the best way that we can connect with you, and then we're going to say goodbye. All right. I think the best way that people could get a hold of me and say hello 
is by heading to my blog at freedomfastlane.com or subscribing to my podcast under the same name in the iTunes store or by finding me on Facebook, ironically, under the exact same name. (laughs) Any of those places will get a hold of me. Keep it simple. I love it. And Ryan, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about, your website, your blog, everything at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just type in Ryan in the search bar and your show notes page will pop right up. And Ryan, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, thanks for having me. I'll see you in the Philippines. Entrepreneurs, the best action we can take for our businesses is to grow our audiences. After that, anything is possible. Podcasting is an incredible way to grow your audience, establish authority, and an intimate connection with your listeners. What's holding you back? The technical skills? Well, no longer. Podcastersparadise.com changes all that. Podcasters Paradise is a community of podcasters exchanging ideas, an ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials for every stage in the podcaster's journey, and private webinars with today's top experts. What are you waiting for? The gate to podcastersparadise.com can be unlocked for one price. Come check us out today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 